<laughs> Powdery? Oh, yeah. You've never been waxed before? It's fucking yes. humid here. That doesn't mean we're powdery. You gotta powder it. I do not powder my kitty. I'm sorry. Eric's over here armor and hammering. Me and Sam were like, no, that's how you make no, biscuits. I, I use gold bond, honey. <laughs> that, is, that is so bad for your pH. That's how you make sourdough. It keeps me <laughs> nice and minty cool. You're making sourdough in your crotch, Eric. <laughs> no, 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 no. Maybe if I was using like cornstarch. <laughs> that shit is lumpy. Stop it, baby. I'm using Gold Bond. It's brisk when the breeze comes in. It's great. It's just like my tea tree oil shampoo. I've just broken Sam. I'm so bad to from fucking Sam. She's trying to unpack the sourdough. I can't breathe. I, I just don't know how you funny. think. I just don't know how you think that me saying like. Oh. That gold, like I use gold bond during the summer when it's humid out to keep my boys nice and dry. All I can think about is the lumps. There's not, no lumps. They're not lovely lady lumps. They're, what did I just I don't, say that I don't fucking take it on, ladies. All I see is a naked dude dancing around with gold bond running around his legs. And he's just like, my lumps, my lumps. Jesus Christ, I'm not fucking pig pin from the Peanuts comics. I don't have like a cloud around my feet. I just throw a little little gold bond on the boys. How does get on the rest of your pants? It's a thin layer of gold bond that pulls all the... The fucking humidity away and keeps play, them nice and dry. Do you play whatever that song is? Uh, something horses from Buffalo Bill. Goodbye horses. Yeah, goodbye from horses. While you're rubbing the on Lazarus. Yeah, it's the lotion on its skin. No, while he's putting batter on his balls, apparently he's listening to that. Look, everybody has to do this. Let's, like I said, let's kick this powder keg off. This is spooky season, goddammit. I, I thought pumpkin killed. spice came out today. It's a good fucking day. Well, pumpkin spice has been out since August 6th. Uh, not Damn. for Starbucks. Yeah, not Starbucks. Well, Starbucks. Duncan is far superior. Inferior. Duncan is far superior. You're I, right. So I meant subpar and inferior. That was those two together. Uh, you fucked it up. I did. Because Starbucks in, in fact, is queen. They are far superior to Starbucks. But pumpkin spice has actually been out since August like sixth at Krispy Kreme. I don't trust them with coffee. I don't. Uh, Duncan is fucking horrific. No. I literally Lies. I right I literally I can go in so I have gone to five different Dunkins with the same fucking coffee order I have ordered since my sister worked there a thousand years ago. It has been hazelnut swirl iced coffee with a little bit of cream. How much cream do you think they fucking put in my coffee Four every pumps. time? Four pumps. All of it. They pour the whole <laughs> fucking thing in there. Fuck you, Duncan. It's four pumps Never get my damn drink well, order. First off, you're ordering hazelnut. Gross. Fuck um, you. I love hazelnut. There's a lot of pointing going on. There's <laughs> Hazelnut's disgusting. You're Pumpkin disgusting. Spice for life. I need to go downstairs. Pumpkin and, spice for life. I need to go downstairs and like get some markers and tape them to Eric's fingers so 
Eric and <laughs> Sam can clack at each other because that's about how much attitude is Mine going on. long enough. If that's going on right now. <laughs> for no, but I got my venti pumpkin cream cold brew this morning. It was a good fucking morning because Starbucks cares about my drink okay. order. Duncan, don't give a fuck. Look here. I stock I'm up looking. on skinny bitch pumpkin flavors every fall to last me through it. TJ Maxx or Home Goods? Mm. To last me through the winter. Until the, until the next October. Until the next October when I can get them at <laughs> TJ Maxx or Home Goods. I buy about three boxes of them every fall. <laughs> and I mix those in with my coffee. I stay pumpkin spiced year the fuck around. I love pumpkin because spice. Because in this fucking house, every goddamn day is spooky it is season. It's fall every day here. And that's why we're fucking here today, folks. We are kicking off spooky season. I have unveiled the new podcast studio to Sam. It was so pretty. You like it? It's twinkly. It's good, isn't it? Spooky. I'll put out the fucking video of me revealing it to you on the Instagram at some point on the second. Humble beginnings that we have come from. I know. Of tiny little room. (laughs) The tiny room or the bullshit desk. With the fucking. Oh, never mind. We never got rid of the porn couch, but we're still there, folks. We're still. We went. I love the casting couch. We actually (laughs) did get rid of the casting couch. (laughs) We did get rid of the casting couch for a time. We brought it back. The casting couch is here to stay. I'm turning the room also into a spooky movie room, too. So, who knows? I might do spooky movie reviews. Movie reviews at some point. I don't fucking know. If you would like to hear me do spooky movie reviews, I would do that. Yeah, to think about that. Really hard. That would be fun. There's a lot of brain power that went into that conversation. I smell it. (laughs) The smoke coming from Eric's (laughs) brain. Oh, I thought it smelled like bourbon. No, it's not the bourbon, I don't think. Because tonight we're going to fucking Kentucky. I kind of feel like I feel the bourbon in my in my veins right now. We, I also did not eat lunch or dinner today. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> um, what are so you talking about? That's all, that's all we've been we drinking live. bourbon before the bourbon. show. Yeah. We train uh, for this shit, to, Sam. We train for this shit. We do. I'm we, a little out of practice. Okay. To get us into with, spirit for the show. We did some shots of bourbon. Some spirits. We, we got one with our spirits. I got the spirit coursing through my veins. Good, because we're heading to the most haunted place in America. One of the most haunted places in the world. One of the most haunted places in the world. You are right, Sam. We are heading to Waverly Hills Sanatorium in Louisville, Kentucky. Oh, I'm so hyped for this. And yes. I'm frothing at the fucking mouth. I can't you should be. probably go get that checked out. <laughs> 28 it's, days later, shit up in here. It's a ghost. Bob, what have you been, got, what have you been doing with Bob? You been making out with him? You have corpse mouth. <laughs> I don't appreciate that. <laughs> I what? still haven't confirmed or not that that thing is real. No, why didn't you not look this up? I forget about things like this. I do too. Someone has, we need supervisions. We do. <laughs> I do not have coarse mouth. I brush my teeth regularly and floss. I'm sure Jeffrey Dahmer did too. Mm, yeah, well, that's different when you have 50 dicks in your mouth that have been severed oh, thank, from thank the you body. I was like, mm. 50 severed <laughs> dicks in your mouth. Thank you for clarifying yes, that. Because I, I definitely know some people that have had at we least We both 50 were just dicks. like, mm. at least 50 dicks. I forgot the severed part when I first said thank that. You. 
But needless to say, we are kicking off our first episode of Spooky Season with Waverly Sanatorium. This is going to be a history-heavy episode, but a spooky-as-fucking ep- episode. I'm so excited. So, Sam, without further ado, take us to Kentucky. So, Waverly's been featured on shows like Ghost Adventures, obviously, Paranormal Lockdown, and BuzzFeed Unsolved, Paranormal or uh, Destination Fear, and a bunch of others. So we are every is, fucking ghost hunter show has been to Waverly. Literally everyone worth note. Well, I maybe think, not worth noting, but like all the major ones. Yeah, all the ones on Discovery Plus. Mm-hmm. They just have, don't they have like a little sign in there that says sponsored by Discovery and Sideway Free? They probably well, because do right you on can the door. Stay, all right. So fun fact, guys, uh, our listeners in Kentucky or West Virginia or any surrounding area around Kentucky, you can actually spend the night in Waverly. I'm on the fence about it. I would do it. I'm I down. You, you could sleep in the same room with me and Perfect. nothing would happen because... I would be snuggle? asleep. Yeah, I would be asleep. They Perfect. would leave me the fuck alone. They're like, this bitch is way too much dark energy. I don't want to fuck with this. Until the legendary ghost that we'll talk Uh-oh. about later on in the episode shows up. See, I feel like he'd fuck with me. Tea party. Only if you're there. Puzzles. <laughs> Lots of puzzles. Waverly Hills obviously has a dark past or we wouldn't be here now talking about her. It's riddled with anguish and suffering. It's no surprise that it's considered to be one of the most haunted places in America and possibly even the world. Waverly Hills wasn't originally a hospital, though. It was a home with a little schoolhouse. The land was originally the family home of Major Thomas H. Hayes in 1883. There were no schools in the area, so Thomas decided to build a one-room schoolhouse for his own children. He hired a teacher named Lizzie Lee Harris, who was a big fan of the series of novels by Sir Walter Scott, known as the Waverly Novels. That's W-A-V-E-R-L-E-Y, Waverly, and asked Thomas if she could name the school the Waverly School, and he liked the names enough to call the entire property Waverly Hill. By the early 20th century, tuberculosis was sweeping the United States, and Louisville was particularly hit hard because of its growing industrial economy and location within the Ohio Valley. Both contributed to a lack of fresh air flow throughout the city. The outbreak that would impact the, the state for 60 years... That's a long freaking time. Oh, yeah. Um, Tuberculosis is one of those crazy fucking diseases. Is that the one where they like the iron lung thing? They did everything for this thing. Was that polio? I mean, there's been a multitude of diseases that had an iron lung. Technically, COVID used an iron lung. It used a... Respirator. Yeah. That's an iron lung. Mm-hmm. I don't know, big old breathing thing. Or, or an iron lung is something that breathes for you. Yeah. 
I thought that big old thing where they like slid them in. Yeah. With the big like. But they, well, they've kind of like upgraded the tech on it. You okay, know what I'm well, saying? Yes. Yeah. Back in the day, they didn't intubate you. They just shoved a tube down your airway. And no, hoped- they didn't. They didn't do that. They just had you in a thing that like did. It was like chest. Yeah, it's like everything but your head was in it. Yeah, so basically you were in a pressurized system that yeah. like pumped air in. Oh. Like the like the that uh, forced you to breathe. It would like push on your lungs and then like suck all the air out of the the tube. Yeah. That I don't know what the fuck I'm talking terrifying. about. But We're not medical professionals clearly. No, I'm I'm half retarded. I mean, I've watched all of Grey's Anatomy, so I'm basically a surgeon. Oh, there you go. <laughs> See. Our well, chief medical off. expert, Sam <laughs> Johnson, here. It's a beautiful day to save lives. Or ruin them, I don't know. I haven't decided yet. I'm more like Dr. Satan from uh, House of a Thousand Corpses. <laughs> that is probably pretty damn accurate if there was ever I'm going to turn process. Dwight into a fish boy. Anyway. <laughs> Tuberculosis was referred to as consumption because the disease was, quote, consuming the individual. Typical symptoms of active TB are chronic cough, coughing up blood, fever, night sweats, and obviously weight loss. Tuberculosis generally affects the lungs, but it can also affect other parts of the body. What's super interesting about, like, ways people would treat TB, like, even early on, um, because the the disease has been around forever. Literally. um, Since antiquity, like, earliest recorded human history. People would go to dry climates. So the reason, like, the Wild West was so popular with people with TB is because it was a dry, arid climate. And you didn't have a lot of humidity because humidity would exacerbate the, the tuberculosis. Kind of like with asthma? Kind of. So it would actually buy you more time to move out into a dry, arid climate and not live in, on the East Coast or West Coast. You work, You live better out west. Because it's moist down here. It's so moist. I just made so many people cringe. <laughs> You're awful. <laughs> Don't worry, eyes. though. There's going to be a lot more cringeworthy shit in this episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll figure it out. I got some good ones. Oh, I, yeah, I bet you do, Eric. I bet you do. Considering I I I was the uh, one of the main predominants on the notes for this one, I I got some good shit lined up. And I have no idea when they're coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, that's what she said. <laughs> oh wow, we're gonna throw in those two. All right, this is the cringe episode. Right? <laughs> this the is day. the episode. Happy spooky season, folks. We are so slap happy right now. It is ridiculous. It's from all that I, bourbon. I think I'm still riding my pumpkin cream cold brew high. It's fine. <laughs> so I've got a little fun fact. Before the Industrial Revolution, folklore often associated tuberculosis with vampires. When one member of a family died from the disease, the other infected members would lose their health slowly. People believed this was caused by the original person with TB draining the life from the other family members. Mm, You always got to be a drain on your family. I mean, I don't have a soul, so... I found this fact kind of interesting Mm -hmm. because of um, the treatment methods promoted in Waverly. Yeah. 
which that. we'll get to later. But the reason I wanted to like make sure we brought the vampire thing up was because of how they decided they would treat tuberculosis at Waverly. Waverly. Yeah. <laughs> and it's very fucking interesting. I'm picking and, up what you're putting down. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. When <clears throat> tuberculosis was raging in the early 1900s, there was no known cure. And although the disease had been around since literally the beginning of time, the source of the, quote, white plague wasn't fully understood. The Board of Tuberculosis Hospital was formed in 1906 to find an to find an acceptable location for a tuberculosis hospital. And Waverly Hill was considered an ideal spot due to its distance from the city, its quiet location, and its high altitude, contributing to air quality. The board liked the name Waverly Hill, though at some point the second E did end up being dropped. <clears throat> On August 31st, 1912, all tuberculosis patients from the Louisville City Hospital were relocated to temporary quarters in tents on the grounds of Waverly Hill, pending the completion of a hospital for advanced cases. In December of 1912, a hospital for advanced cases opened up for the treatment of another 40 patients. And then in 1914, a children's pavilion added another 50 beds, making the known capacity around 130 patients. <clears throat> Why do I feel like it's going to... Well, I already know the answer. Go it's, over capacity? Yes. <gasps> Hell you say. As Not every sanatorium really. did. Literally. Doctors at the new sanatorium at Waverly Hills had noticed that patients who were able to rest and had access to clean air and sunshine seemed to do better than others. As a result, much of the treatment at Waverly Hills was based on what the medical field refers to as, quote, good vibes. Oh, God. Bunch of fucking hippies. <laughs> Bunch of hippies before hippies were a thing. Literally. They're harsh and my mellow, man. All this tuberculosis and coughing up blood's harsh and my mellow, man. Can't even smoke. The location of the hospital was meant to contribute to the atmosphere of peace and rest. With Waverly being placed on a tall hill surrounded by charming little woods with lots of access to sun and fresh air, the original facilities at Waverly included two large open-air pavilions where the patients were placed to receive their prescribed fresh air and sunshine. Which is ties us back into the whole vampire thing because the thing I found the most interesting was how they decided to treat TB was with sunlight when it was tied to vampirism. I think I'm a vampire. Well, you are awfully pale. Mm-hmm. And, and the sun does not like you. The sun does not like we are. The not, sun doesn't like me, but you don't crave blood. You just crave alcohol. And pumpkin spice. And pumpkin spice. By the way, I found some pumpkin spice alcohol. If you don't play with me, <laughs> I'll go. I'll go get some before the next episode. Oh, I'll, I'll bring a pumpkin. I will bring a pumpkin cream cold brew, and I will max out. On my basic bitchness. I might even wear my Uggs. I don't oh, know. hell yeah. Then <laughs> they are cheetah print. It's a vibe. It is a vibe. It's all of the good vibes. All, 
<laughs> All it's, the good it's vibes. It's our version of good vibes. Yes. Fuck your sunshine yeah, pumpkin, and fresh pumpkin air. spice and good vibes. Yeah. I think I found my new life motto. <laughs> Other original treatments at Waverly included diets rich in vitamins A and C and protein and lots of bed rest. Obviously, these treatments weren't going to cure the disease, but the goal was to reduce suffering and, most importantly, help stop the spread of infection. In 1924, construction began on a new building that would be four stories of brick and concrete sprawling across 180,000 square feet, including separate rooms for patients rather than communal ones, sunrooms, labs, and recreation rooms. This new hospital was designed to hold up to 400 patients. It turns out they would need the space. Yeah, I mean, four. say so they went from 130 to occupation of 400. That is a fucking shitload. Waverly is huge. It's massive. We would have to do at least a six-hour tour. We would have to do two six-hour tours. Yeah, I'd just at least a six-hour tour. And it's self-guided, so we can... Explore all the things. I'm not opposed to it, though. Uh, me either. <clears throat> by the late <clears throat> by the late 1930s, tuberculosis was the leading cause of death in Kentucky. In fact, Kentucky led the nation in tuberculosis deaths due to a lack of state funding, long-term treatment options, and more permanent facilities like <coughs> Waverly. About 2,000 people a year were dying of tuberculosis in Kentucky alone. Waverly became a self-contained community for not only their patients, but also the families of those committed to its care. It was basically a city on top of a hill. Like, it was insane the amount of people that lived there. It was like a cult, but like not. What's funny is, though, considering TB was so highly fucking contagious... They would still do visitation days where the family members could come and visit the infected and go and spread the disease back in town. Perfect. You know, more could go wrong. More patients for Waverly. Yeah, more money. More money, more problems. (laughs) And what problems did they have? The, The community at Waverly Hills essentially became its own city complete with its own zip code and post office. Much of life's necessities were carried out within the community, including raising their own fruits and veggies, raising, slaughtering, and butchering their own meat, and maintaining their own water treatment facility. Other amenities included laundry facilities and an auto maintenance garage. These facilities had to support not only the patients of Waverly, but also the doctors, nurses, and other staff who worked at the sanatorium, who had to separate from the rest of society due to the disease's infectious nature. The uninfected children of the patients had their own floor in the sanitarium, where they had to live apart from the outside world. Waverly Hills promoted their philosophy of treatment as sunshine and good vibes. That is going to come up over and over again. How could this go wrong? And that is a direct quote from, like, the Waverly staff at the time. It was like, come to Waverly, where we have sunshine and good vibes. But I feel like the children's ward is the most heartbreaking shit in this entire story. Because oh, yeah. these are kids whose parents are infected, mm-hmm. their friends are infected, 
one by one, they're like laying in their beds up in the children's ward and their friends are slowly dying from a horrid uh, cases of tuberculosis where they're just coughing up blood um, Mm -hmm. nonstop. And shit's about to get real dark here in a second, folks. Oh, yeah. We are going zero to 100 real quick. Like so far, it's been ducks on a pond. It's like, ah, Waverly, it's such a nice place. No. Birds chirping, rainbows, and puppies, and sunshine. Puppies if they were turned inside out. And, you know, sunshine if it was pouring blood rain. Acid rain. Yeah. It's very bleak. (laughs) And goddamn, did they try to cover up how bleak it really was. Or they try to bury it. Anyway. It's true that the most common treatments were exposure to sunlight, bed rest, healthy foods, and fresh air. But there's a limit to how pleasant you can make life for someone who's constantly coughing up bloody mucus. If you went to Waverly, you were likely never coming back. It was a death sentence. Basically. I mean, there there are some reported cases of, like, Waverly survivors but in, few and far between. I came across one, and it was like her grandma or some shit like that. Yeah, and I'm sure she lived to the point to where they found the vaccine for TB. Probably. Like at one point they did find the vaccine, and yeah, but we'll get to that later on. Yes, we'll we'll we'll, we'll get there. While quote sunshine and good vibes was the main form of treatment. Several other methods were applied to patients, including surgical methods that were cutting edge for the time, but might sound a little barbaric now. These included, most famously, artificial pneumothorax, which I learned how to say from Grey's Anatomy. Resident medical expert, (laughs) Sam Johnson. Which involved blowing air into either the lung itself or the cavity between the lungs in order to artificially collapse the diseased portion of the lung, allowing it to rest and theoretically allowing the lesions caused by the tuberculosis to heal. Surprise, they didn't. They never do. No. It basically, you just form a shit ton of tumors on your lungs and they just don't heal. And you just die. Yeah. It's a slow and painful death. It's a horrid fucking way to go. I don't think I would wish this on my worst enemy. No, And TB still around today. Like, if you mm-hmm. get a job in the medical field, you have to take a TB test. And it's easily transmittable. You can even catch it from a corpse. So if some, like, so my dad, who was a mortician, um, actually caught TB from a uh, corpse at a retirement home. Yeah. If and you do hair or nails or like skincare, you have to get a TB test every time that you go to redo. No, they vaccinate for it mm-hmm. and they, it, they can suppress it and it's dormant. But my dad had like the TB virus. No way. Yeah. It was dormant. And he never carried it or anything because of, like, the medical advancements. But, yeah. Fucking wild shit, dude. That's insane. I mean, like, I knew TB was still around. But I didn't know, like, 
I guess I didn't really like put two and two together. People could still get TB. Oh yeah, yeah, you can still catch it. That's crazy. I mean, there's still carriers. I mean, it's got like an 85 percent survival rate at this point. Well, why? Because they don't have sunshine and good vibes now anymore? Yeah, they're, the not, good vibes they're, are gone. they're not treating it with sunshine, good vibes, and the other horrid fucking ways to treat it like we're getting ready to cover. Yeah. Patients who were unlikely to survive the procedure tried to maximize rest to their lungs by lying on the side most affected by lesions. So, like, if your right lung was more affected, more affected you would lay on your right side to restrict the movement of it which doesn't really make a lot of sense but i sort of see where they were going with that well when you lay on your side it's it's like somebody with sleep apnea you're gonna open your airways up more than you will with somebody on your back so that was kind of the logic there they weren't far off but no which i see that's why i see where they were going deconstructs the airways to sleep on your side which is why a lot of people do it yeah I sleep on my stomach. What does that say about me? You're a terrible person. That tracks. Mm. A common surgery for the treatment of tuberculosis was thoracoplasty, which is the removal of multiple ribs in hopes of collapsing the lung. While doctors preferred only to remove two or three ribs at a time, most patients required as many as eight removed for this technique to be effective. Meaning they, they would split these people the fuck open and start popping ribs off. But what's the funniest part about this is like when I was a kid, there was this rumor going around in schools where Marilyn Manson had some of his ribs removed so he could suck his own dick. Yes. And that's all I could think about when I was typing this out. Like I, this whole that's part what out. I thought of too. Was. Yeah, in my head. Marilyn Manson cutting his own rib, like getting his ribs surgically removed so he could suck his own cock, is the funniest shit to me. I think I just won who's the more sheltered, because I did not know that. Really? I, I mean, it's not true, but it's definitely a rumor. He definitely can't do it now. Have you seen him lately? No, he used he used to actually terrify me. I couldn't. I had so much trouble. Look, He's creepy. What are you talking about? He's just a drunk. Yeah, but. I used to like. He, make, he makes music. He's a drunk and he makes music. That's I mean, I much. knew. Ugh, that's okay. But man. yeah, you, you can. Can you just imagine some guy at Waverly like the orderlies come in and he's trying to suck his own cock because they've taken his ribs. He's like, "Oh, this is a neat new trick. Look what I can do. Look what I can do." Oh my! Stewart from Mad TV after yes. he catches TB. <laughs> I'm so done with you. It's impossible to say how many people died at Waverly Hills during its time as a tuberculosis hospital. But the fact is that during its years of operation, patients at Waverly were dying at a pretty steady rate. While claims that 63,000 people died at Waverly are grossly exaggerated. Historians say that the actual number is more like 8,000 total with a recorded 152 deaths in 1945, which at the height of the epidemic. So what I've heard from multiple sources is there was at least one death a day. Yeah. But that 
they think their actual number. So eight thousand's like the estimated record. And like total from like beginning to end. Yeah, but they think it's actually higher because of undocumented. Oh, shit. I'm sure. So f- from a video I watched on YouTube on it, they think it's closer to like fifteen to twenty. Holy shit. But that that accounts for a lot of undocumented shit because a lot of the stuff they just didn't document. <laughs> so no. They didn't want people to know how fucking terrible shit was. Everything was peachy keen, hunky dory. Mm-hmm. Sunshine and good vibes. Sunshine and good vibes. The um I don't know if they're the current owners, but one of the owners, the Mattingleys, are the ones that started the 63,000 deaths rumor. Yeah, we'll get to a lot of the shit that it was started by, like, the tour bullshit. No. There's a few things where it's like, we're going to give it to the believers and the skeptics all in this episode. There's there's shit where it's going to vindicate both of you. Yeah. Either way, there was no shortage of dead bodies that had to be removed out of the sanatorium. And patients seeing corpses being wheeled out on the regular would be pretty counterproductive to Waverly's happy sunshine, good vibes approach medical treatment. For the purposes of maintaining as high a morale among the patient population as possible... Doctors and staff would move bodies in secret. The How would they do that, Sam? I'll tell you, Eric. Ooh, I'm so excited. <laughs> the hospital had a secret 485-foot underground tunnel that was at a 45-degree angle that administration would wheel the bodies of those who had succumbed to the disease. I can just imagine, like, if one of the gurneys with a corpse on it just... Ran away. Ran away. And they're just, the, just cue up the Benny Hill music right now. Just launched out of it. I was wondering how you were going to fit Benny Hill into the, the, the tunnel joke. And did I deliver or not? Yeah. yeah. The Benny Hill corpse tunnel is. All I see is the gurney like hitting his like. The end of it, and like the body just like into the hearse. Just, I was thinking launching. <laughs> I was thinking we're going down the street. Like, yeah, yeah. They're chasing like after launching it. it. Oh, that's well, no, even well, there better. There was a hearse at the end of the tunnels. Like it's just like the a pumpkin waiting. toss. They're doing the corpse toss. Perfect. It jumps the uh, <laughs> fucking hearse like yeah. evil can evil. <laughs> an ET phone home, like. Oh my god. And then there's just children up on the fifth floor, like fucking watching this go down. Complete bug eyed and terrified. Just a meat sack explode on the opposite side of the hearse. Why why do they have to explode? The impact. That's horrific. Well, their lungs are all full of cancerous pustule tumors and shit. And they're bloated. Mm. They haven't been in water. They can't be uh, that bloated. Oh, they get bloated. Uh, you can bloat. Yeah. Not that much, though. Uh, you can still bloat. Well, yeah, I'm not saying that you can't. I mean, if they haven't been aspirated, they'll bloat. 
I wonder if they like folded them in half, like origami, because they have no, because they have no ribs really anymore. They just folded them in half. Do they get their like like in a fucking piece of luggage, Christian? (laughs) Like (laughs) they could fit two on the amount of joy that just came across her face. Yes, yeah, they could fit two corpses on there. They just fold them in half. You're gonna need a big piece of luggage. They make big pieces of luggage. I have, I have a very large suitcase. Yeah, I could probably I, fit in mine. Same. I've seen our kitty cat lay his ass in there, just so happy. You're and so much bigger than a cat. I could lay in there. If I, could I would have to it. saw your legs off at the knee. I could. You are kind of tall. I could fit in her luggage in the fetal position, maybe. Yeah. All right, we're gonna test that theory up. after this episode. <laughs> Jax is gonna come in there and be like. I'm getting water. What the fuck are you guys doing? <laughs> I'm going to need therapy. I'm stuffing your mom in <laughs> luggage. I'm not paying for that plane ticket. <laughs> are you going to get her past TSA? Oh, my God. I'm going to pre- pre-check my bags. <laughs> Literally just thinking uh, that. Stop it. <laughs> the tunnel led from the hospital to train tracks at the bottom of the hill where the bodies could be lowered to trains that would carry them away. Not launched, apparently, but okay. No, sorry to ruin that for you. The Grim Passage earned itself an equally grim nickname, the Body Chute or the Death Tunnel. Both great names. Absolutely. Who doesn't need a Body Chute? Or a Death Tunnel. Oh, I feel like... Gonna go somewhere sick with it. We're about would, to call your vagina the death tunnel. Yes. Well, because it's <laughs> shut <laughs> up. Don't even God, speak. Don't even goes speak, to Eric. Die. Yep. <laughs> She's all corked up, so now all my boys just go in there to die. Yeah. They go to their own death shoot. Oh no. It's awful. Oh fuck. <laughs> Waverly Hills did their best to make life as comfortable as possible for their patients and their families. Nothing was going to truly make things better until a cure for the disease was found. As luck would have it, in September 1943, biochemists Selman Waxman, Albert Schatz, and Elizabeth, I'm going to say bougie because I like it discovered an antibiotic named streptomycin that fought TB. This treatment wasn't made available to the patients at Waverly Hill until 1949, though. But the first dose of streptomycin was delivered in November of 44. So think about that, though. That's five years. Five years of people just dying every day. Mm -hmm. Where they could have had the fucking cure. It has to make its rounds. There's a lot of death shooting that needs to go on. Well, that it, I mean, that just leads to the whole thing of like why Waverly's like such just a sad place is because mm-hmm. even when they found the cure, it was delayed to the patients for five fucking years. I don't know how. I mean, they had because cars and I'm, trains by I, now. Realistically, I'm sure there were bigger sanatoriums. That needed it first. But Kentucky was the leading state. That should have been first priority. I mean, it was a different time back then, you know? It's kind of like, I'm sure New York, 
Massachusetts, uh, Maryland, like the big East Coast. Normally the way it rolls is East Coast and the coast get it first and then it trickles its way through the center of the country. That sucks. Or the influential people got it first. I'm sure they did. Yeah. So anybody that mattered got the the treatment first. And then all the shit kickers in the rest of the country got the treatment afterwards. Poor old Kentucky. Yep. It's the last time you'll ever hear me say poor Kentucky. Ah, I doubt that. No, we got beef. <laughs> they always beat South Carolina. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> now I get where you're going with that. <laughs> we even beat, we even fucking beat Kentucky, and I can't even tell you how long. They had like a third of their population killed by TB, so I don't know how you're losing. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Once it was available, new patients could now be treated at a regular hospital as outpatients. Slowly but steadily, the population at Waverly Hills was decreasing in a good way. The number of patients dropped from 373 in 1950 to 293 in 1960. In 1962, Waverly Hills closed as a tuberculosis hospital, and all of its patients were transferred to a regular hospital. Yay! Now, you might be thinking that this is that's it for the dark history of Waverly Hills, but you'd be thinking wrong. What? So you're telling me after they cured TB or found treatment for it and everything didn't go hunky-dory for this location? Cue Billy Hayes. Billy Mays. But wait, there's more. The buildings sat empty for nearly a year before the facility was reopened in 1963 as Woodhaven Geriatric Center. A oh, God. Poor old people. All I can think of is Ben Stiller and Bill, uh, Billy Madison. Or not Billy Madison. Um, fucking Happy Go More. Yeah. I knew what you meant. Yeah, you knew what I meant. Yeah. Mister! Mister, help me! She jumps on the roof of the car. Woodhaven was a live-in nursing facility for elderly patients with dementia, mobility issues, or severe mental disabilities. Woodhaven operated in this capacity until 1982 when it was closed by the state. A grand jury found multiple instances of patient abuse and signs of neglect of the facility itself. Woodhaven was closed and all of its patients were transferred to another care facility. They were just making the old, the elderly like sculpt homels the entire time. Like, huh? what? You never heard of a homo? No, what's a homo? Like, um, you know the the statue of like the praying little boy and shit like that, like yeah. little figurines, little clay figurines. Yeah, like the little moments or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Old people love homos, man. That was that was I've the never whole, ever. I've in never my life. heard that word ever. Yes, you did. Like, I've heard like trinkets, yeah, knickknacks, whatever you want to call it. Wasn't it the name of like Kitty Foreman's dog? What? Shotsky. Shotsky? 
Wasn't that the name for dog? And it's that like 70s what, it's show? like when you go play bingo and all the old ladies have like their little good luck trinkets on the the bingo. Never even played table. fucking bingo either. What the fuck is wrong with you guys? Y'all need to like get with the old times. I don't know what to tell you. You've gone and played bingo where there was old ladies with their little yeah, hot keys. Yeah, I went to I went to Cherokee and played bingo like several times. Um, You're lame as fuck. Well, I would go to the casino afterwards, but like it's seven o'clock, it's bingo time. You know what I'm saying? Oh my God. You're sitting there with the old lady. Yeah. I would, I would like have multiple cards and like stamp multiple cards at Cherokee at the bingo hall. Do you win anything? Fuck yeah. You can win money. If you win, you get like 300 bucks. boring as fuck. It's unless, actually pretty unless, fast paced. I would love to see you try to do it. Okay. Is there even bingo halls? Or like yeah existing yeah, there's one i don't there. know about like if you could win money here yeah, because they don't the road where you can win money oh there you go you can play bingo here well can we go what? when we're drunk can we get drunk and go play bingo yeah i'm down no because i can't do that sam i'm angry i'm angry i'm gonna yeah, lose. look I'm how gonna angry she got when i was talking appeal. about playing I'm gonna bingo get angry at some old woman for winning and stab her in the neck with a then, with a hummel or yeah. a troll doll, yeah. a tchotchke, a tchotchke. <laughs> with her troll doll. Hey, I love my little troll babies. Just right to the neck, dude. This this lady. Um, I hate to get off topic, but before we get into the dark shit, but uh, this lady had like seven troll dolls all around her bingo cards, and it was the funniest shit to me. And I just made fun of everything. I was I hammering. dancing in little troll mm. circles. I mean, she had, she was working like four cards at the same time. I could work two. She was a professional. She had a cigarette hanging out of her mouth, and the cherry <laughs> on it was about two inches long. It was it was it was quite a sight. Did she have Coke bottle thick glasses no, and like horribly no. but her applied glasses lipstick? Did, her glasses did have the little like gold, like a little swirly. Uh, no, the gold like rope. Oh, or, like yeah, things. The little glass hanger. Yeah, fucking great. It it was like those are fantastic. The best they thing keep ever. Them. Within reach. Those are coming back in style now. Yeah, those keep them within reach. Looking like a fucking librarian from the 70s. Well, I don't give a fuck. If, as long as I can reach for them. I'll never lose them. Yeah, if you there want you these go. hands, I gotta be able to see. I don't like put them in my hair. It's weird. After Woodhaven Geriatric Center was closed for criminal abuse, the majority of the land and buildings were sold off to a developer who intended to use the main building as a minimum security state prison. However, a massive wave of protests from locals squashed this plan and the backup uh, plan of turning the building into apartments also collapsed due to a lack of funds. Could you imagine that place being an apartment building? No. Yes. And just all the fucked up shit that would go on there would you charge extra rent because you you, you could not charge you extra. could probably do it now oh people and like there. they have a whole series i don't know where it's streaming on but flippers take homes where like murder murders happen and, and yeah. flip them i would buy a murder house absolutely casey would kill me but I would buy a murder house. It, why Dude, do you think we have a brand new house? That Eric shit, would not move us into a house because no. he would be like, Christian's going to bring all this fucking haunted shit here. Yeah. You tried to bring a clown doll from Goodwill. Yeah. 
He I don't want to hear it. He you, you tried to bring a homo from Goodwill. He wasn't somebody's homo. He would. How do you was. know? Did he tell you that? I don't. I wouldn't I believe don't, a clown I don't, doll. I don't think I want to answer that. You don't. <laughs> bring me home. Let me love you. You'll never leave. In 1996, Waverly Hills was purchased by a nonprofit. I'm not sure how to say that word. Group to build the most logical possible thing. This, I cannot. I was in tears laughing at this. The world's tallest statue of Jesus. This is the funniest shit. Tuberculosis Jesus. Yes. That's literally what it's called. I literally put that in the fucking notes, Christian. No, you didn't. Did you really? Yes, I did. Let me, let me read this to you. Look, we make one decent human being. We have the same fucking thought process. The goal was to make a 150-foot tall statue on the roof of the sanatorium modeled after the famous statue of Christ the Redeemer in Rio de Janeiro. So not a giant, like, thing, like a lung or, like... No, a bunch no, of ribs no literally like the Jesus with his arms yeah, outstretched. I know. I know what statue you're talking about. The cost of the statue was estimated to be $4 million. Uh, dropping a bucket. Money well spent for tuberculosis Jesus. <laughs> While the interior renovations turning the hospital into an arts and worship center would have been between eight and ten million. Don't. How'd, how'd you like to go to summer camp and you walk in and see this horrifying monumental Jesus? Tuberculosis Jesus. And then it's haunted on top of and it. And then it's super fucking haunted. That is not the Holy Spirit coming to get you, girlfriend. Nope, it's but shadow Jesus people. Jesus didn't even want to go there. Daddy. <laughs> Donations to the project. Would you like to guess how much they raised? A dollar. Times 3,000. Oh, that was way more than where I was going with it. So, giant tuberculosis. How stupid are you to be the one who donated, like, $1,000? You're like, tuberculosis, Jesus, sounds like a fantastic fucking idea. Well, we live in a crazy Christian country. I find this the most sinister part about this entire episode. Tuberculosis, Jesus? The Christians tried to come in and just fucking... Well, they always try to fix things. Take the place over. Which is like, okay... I like where your head is, but a giant tuberculosis, Jesus, that's no. where your money was going to? Yeah. No. Uh, see, all they were missing was Joel Osteen. They should have had a gigantic statue of Joel Osteen there. And then uh, it would have been sunshines and good vibes. Yeah. All over again. All over again. It's, he was fleecing his congregation for money. That man is a demon. A literal fucking demon. Hmm. The building and its surroundings were sold in 2001. The Waverly Hills Historical Society was established by a couple who held events each Halloween to raise money for restoration. I this, believe this was the Mattingly's. Yeah, this is the couple that owns it now. Oh, they still own it? Yeah. Okay. I believe so. Uh, I would love to know how much they paid As far as my research it. goes, they were the last owners. Probably really... Really, really cheap. I bet it was a bargain. 
It's no surprise that many lost souls are said to wander aimlessly through the halls at Waverly Hills to this day. With so much sorrow embedded in the location, it's no wonder some believe Waverly Hills not only harbors the souls of the living, but demonic entities as well. Why wouldn't it? And there's sightings of like all sorts of fucked up shit. Shadow people especially. Mm-hmm. But we'll get more into that Shadow here. Shadow people don't really scare it's me. A, it's a very sad place. I, we'll have to do an episode on shadow people. Shadow people are just curious. They're just like. I, I don't know. I don't know if they are. I've seen one before and it was not a pleasant fucking experience. Let me put it that way. Uh, Hat man doesn't really scare me that much. Hatman freaked me the fuck out when I saw it. I like, and it wasn't like a sleep paralysis demon thing. We'll talk. No, about. I've had sleep paralysis demons come at me. That was fucking terrifying. Yeah, I don't like it. Hat it's happened Man to me once. Freaked me the fuck out. Watch now. That's okay. The other night, Salem decided to attack my foot underneath the. Yeah, she's got her own bed. sleep paralysis. I would shit my demon. pants. He, she's got her own sleep paralysis demon. His name he is Salem. Executive producer Salem. Yep. He's like, you know what? It's 2 a.m. They're asleep, and I want to play. Chase me. Crawls underneath the underneath the comforter and attacks my foot. He had the zoomies. And then meows at me. Like, excuse me. <laughs> like, it's, you're the problem. It's yeah. fucking playtime, like, bitch, bitch. Wake up. Yeah, it's time to play. I want to play. Yeah. Yeah, meow. Meow. <laughs> so, if this is true... There has certainly been enough angst and heartache in this facility to explain why ghosts really haunt the halls. The manner in which energy may still be present can vary. Spirits may interact with the living or show a sense of awareness of the world around them. These are what researchers call intelligent hauntings. Yeah, to understand what happens in Waverly, we have to understand the types of hauntings there are. At least the it. ones prevalent at Waverly. They so, have it all. Yeah, I mean, there. this is the antithesis of hauntings. Yes. I would say. Yes. Um, there is nowhere where you're going to get every type of haunting imaginable. Would you say it's more haunted than Benhurst? I would definitely say it's more haunted than Pinhurst. I agree. I, I, I wholeheartedly believe that this is the most haunted, at least the most haunted sanatorium, which is why I picked this for the kickoff to our spooky season. I love spooky season. Because you can't get more haunted than Waverly Hill. Um, yeah, no, I don't think so. Not sanatorium wise, at least. At least in the United States. Wasn't isn't there another one that Zach Bagans investigated? I don't that know. Was... Not only are you our chief resident medical expert because you watch Grey's Anatomy, <laughs> you are also our chief expert ghost adventures watcher. Well, Zach Bagans. Let's call it what it is. <laughs> Just blocks out everything else. Sam watches that show with her pants around her ankles. I'm calling it now. Who says I even wear pants? First off, oh, there you go. <laughs> First off, there you go. They are restricting and uncomfortable. Sim is a Winnie Pooh. Just mom. puts down the plastic tarp. Sploosh. <laughs> Water. <laughs> 
Spiritual energy may also remain as what researchers call a residual haunting. In this case, the activity is more like a recording of the environment. This is too seen at Waverly Hills as spirits have been reported to roam the halls between rooms and wander the grounds. Visitors to Waverly Hills report encounters with many unexplained paranormal entities, all sorts of creepy phenomena within the halls of the long-abandoned hospital. You can expect unexplained footsteps and slamming of doors, weird noises, the sound of screaming patients emanate from the long, empty rooms. The hallways are said to be the scene of phantom shadows running around, and of course, there are numerous reports of footsteps, voices, and other sounds within the hallway known as the body chute. There are sightings of more specific apparitions, including a ghostly hearse seen dropping off coffins at the back of the building, a woman with bleeding wrists begging for help, and a man in a white coat seen wandering around a trashed kitchen full of broken windows and destroyed furniture, accompanied by the scent of food. As the legends go, the most haunted location of Waverly Hills is the fifth floor. The legend is this: this is where a, the mentally disturbed patients were housed at Waverly. Room 502 is the center of much of the ghost stories surrounding Waverly and was the area of prime interest for ghost hunting teens breaking into the abandoned hospital for years. The stories say that on this floor, people have seen shapes moving in the windows, heard voices telling them to get out, and even jump to their own deaths. Yeah, that's probably the most terrifying shit, is, like, the disembodied voices telling you to kill yourself. I mean, there have been, like, the tours where people have had to be literally talked down from a window because they just feel so compelled to jump. I feel like a lot of that though was psychosomatic, and we'll talk about that like later on in a minute. Okay. But I feel like because that's like been told to them, and that's common knowledge that these things have happened, it creates that like a placebo. Yeah, kind of think like a malignant tumor, kind of in their brain where it's have like. Have you seen that movie? No, I haven't. So. I need to check it out. Side note. Sidebar. Really fucking good movie. I'll have to watch it. But yeah, I think like because that's something in the zeitgeist of Waverly mm-hmm. that people go in there expecting to hear that. And then you get like some people that are probably like down on their shit and they're like, I'm going to kill myself at Waverly. And then they, you know, they have to be talking. I feel down. like they wouldn't really do it on a tour, though. You don't know, man. Uh, you know. I, that's right. I don't know. It's it's one of those things, but like that's that's kind of where I'm at with it, and we'll get more into that in a minute on why I feel that way. I'm more but, homicidal than suicidal. Mm, explosive instead of implosive, huh? Mm-hmm. There you go. I'm not going down. You are. Self-preservation. Good to know. <laughs> I'm absolutely tripping everybody in a zombie apocalypse. Especially if it's World War Z and not The Walking Dead. Fuck that. I'm more of a 28 Weeks Later fan, but... I don't like that. Ugh. I still have trouble watching it. It freaks me out. It was our first date. Mm-hmm. I believe that. Wholeheartedly. 
I'm not even surprised. You shouldn't be. Mm -mm. Stories say that a nurse was found in room 502 back in 1928 hanging from a light fixture. Turns out she was having an affair with a doctor that also worked there. Ooh la la. I know. Later, I'm not sure how far along she was. I couldn't. It just said that uh, she had discovered that she had contracted tuberculosis and subsequently her unborn child. She didn't want her baby to have to live with the disease. However long a newborn can live with tuberculosis. I didn't really want to look it up. I don't really want to know. Not fucking long. I don't really want to know. Because that sounds tragic. She performed her own abortion and tossed the baby into the sewer and then hung herself. Another nurse who worked at, who worked room 502 in 1932 is said to have thrown herself off the patio, the roof patio where like the playground was, onto the ground below. Though some say she was pushed. Some pregnant visitors have felt extremely uncomfortable in room 502, while others have felt supernaturally compelled to jump from the window, even to the point of having been talked down. Wow, that sounds absolutely horrifying. This is where kind of we're coming in on this side of the skeptics. Yes. Um, I hate to break it to all you hardcore believers out there. But we're about to find out that this is all bullshit. Yes. They're the infamous fifth floor of Waverly Hills was not at any point used to house or confine mentally ill patients. Its residents were just as free to move about the floor as patients on any other floor. I believe the fifth floor is where the children were also. I, yeah, I believe like so. the healthy children. This is where I come in to talk about like it being a thought virus that what's it what it, what do you use tulpa? Well, no, no, no. A tulpa is more like a an actual entity. Oh, that would be more like what we'd talk about later on, but with the certain particular entity that runs the halls. But I I don't think that thing's a tulpa at all. Um, what I mean by this is like people having to be taught down off the ledges and shit like that mm -hmm. because that story's so prominent and it's such like a catching tale for Waverly. I feel like people are like compelled to do these things because they want to be a part of the fucking story. Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at with the whole like, oh, we had to talk joe down off the ledge because yeah you know, the ghosts just, the ghosts were fucking with him and it's like well he's full of shit they want to feel like important and like exactly. relevant so i hate i hate to be on the side of the skeptics on this one because i love fucking spooky shit i'm all for some spooky shit but that's not to say that this isn't a terrifying place it's just this little fucking nugget is horseshit. Yeah. So, like I said, the fifth floor of Waverly Hills, the residents were just as free to move around, and the floor was actually designed for that exact purpose. Well, it had screened-in windows. 
Yeah. Like, they wanted fresh air. They wanted people to, like, have their sunshine and good vibes. And the nurse's station was, like, all enclosed in glass. So you could, like, see and, like, you know. These glassed-in wards did, however, lead to rooftop patios, such as the one the legends say the nurse jumped from or was pushed, whichever you'd like to believe. And from which visitors allege they felt compelled to leap from. Which also, take that for what you will. To further kill the buzz, there are no records of any nurse suicides during Waverly Hills' years of operation. And what's more, was room 502 has no means by which a nurse could have hanged herself. The room has no rafters. The sprinkler pipes that exist in the room weren't added until the 1970s. And the light fixture in the room is far too delicate to support the weight of a person. The only source ever cited by people telling these stories of room 502 is a now deceased former staff member who would have been in elementary school age at the time of both of the nurses' alleged deaths. So. Wah, wah. Now, outside of the fifth floor, there are a number of other commonly reported apparitions around the grounds of Waverly Hills Sanatorium. This is where the shit starts to get real and believable. Spooky. The story of one famous enough to have a name, Timmy, the ghost of a young boy who wanders the halls. According to the stories, Timmy moves around the hospital, either playing with his own leather ball or seeking something else to play with. Some guests have reported bringing balls of their own for Timmy to see some those same balls floating down the halls carried by an invisible hand. Mm. Which, I have a spooky story about a beach ball. We can do that later, though. Other common sightings include an older woman with chains around her wrists often believed to have been a resident when the building was a geriatric center. Apparently, this ghost howls for help, only to run away screaming when anyone approaches her. And there is even talk of a doppelganger at Waverly Hills. The doppelganger, we'll do a whole episode on it, but supposedly if you see your doppelganger, you just die. Because it's a spirit double. So... This kind of like leads credence to the whole multiverse thing, but in uh, parallel dimensions, but doppelgangers are wild and multiple people have been like, yeah, I saw you doing some wild shit down the hall and yeah, they're not even on the same floor. Mm-hmm. So they're seeing like spirit projections of like their group is seeing spirit projections of this person that's not even on the same floor as they're on. Mm-hmm. That so, one guy that was on Ghost Adventures, Adventures did that, yeah. There's your Ghost Adventures call to the episode. Mm, there's a few. Mm. The most terrifying entity to haunt Waverly is known as the Creeper. Due to its creeping, crawling movements up and around the walls, ceilings, and floors. This being is different from the other shadow people said to stalk the premises. And theories vary on its origins and intentions. The creeper is a shadow spirit rarely seen at Waverly Hills, but it carries an aura of doom felt by anyone who crosses its path. 
I think this is the most like horrifying entity at Waverly um, because it's you don't know when you're going to encounter it. It's not like you, there's not a ton of sightings of this thing. No, but everybody that encounters it has the same fucking like tells about it. I think I would just die of a heart attack. It, it's it's a traumatic experience from what I've from what I've read and I, heard. I don't even know if my fight or flight would kick in. I think I would just be like, I think I would just freeze. Yeah, this thing is not to be fucked with. The third option of fight or flight is freeze, and I think I would. Well, it's not like a fucking T Rex. If you don't move, the shadow people can't get you. Uh, I would be petrified. If something was like crawling on the ceiling towards me. Yeah, don't no, play don't play that game Mortuary Assistant. That's all I have to tell you. Oh, I'll show you that after this. I don't think I want to. I don't think I want to know what that is. It's it's pretty wild. Sounds like a zombie game. While there's no explanation for who or what the creeper might be, some think he might have been a mistreated patient whose contorted appearance reflects the trauma they experienced in real life, like the removal of the ribs. Well, it's not like he's sucking his own dick in the corner. Marilyn no. Mance is not hanging out at Waverly on his days off from touring. To, like, blow himself in the corner at Waverly. We don't know that. Yeah, he is a strange fella. He scares me. But its actions and the sense of foreboding experienced by those who encounter it would suggest otherwise. Most spirits behave at least reasonably similar to the way they would act in real life. But the creeper seems to go beyond the norm. Many believe the creeper to be an inhuman entity, a malevolent being, not of this earth. But there are many possible theories. It's a goddamn demon. Maybe. Demonic entities are said to be attracted to locations where many human spirits linger, and Waverly Hills certainly has no shortage there. No, this is kind of like what I talked about in our first episode ever, Cecil Hotel. It's kind of a soul trap. Yeah, I mean, they... I think if you die at Waverly, you're stuck there forever. It's like a... Almost like a purgatory point. I was trying to think of that word. So you are basically stuck there with no way to get to the other... Like the true other side until... There is no light to be followed. No. But like like we talked about earlier, there's intelligent hauntings here which are people that haven't moved on. And there's residual hauntings, which it's just like images from history. Yeah. It's like what they would do every day. Yeah. Like you'd walk in the hall or open the door, shut a door. Like it's at least the sounds of it. The question now stands is Waverly Hills, really the hotbed of paranormal activity that many researchers claim or does the old and dilapidated building simply provide a good background for ghost stories? That depends on what a person is willing to believe or possibly how much they are willing to open their minds. 
until we know what ghosts really are, the best we can do is speculate. At any rate, that's a lot of darkness for a place founded on the principle of fighting disease with sunshine and good vibes. So, we've taken a dive into the history of Waverly Hills. Now it's time to talk about the spooky stories and experiences that other people have had during their visits to the abandoned hospital. So I found this website in my dive and grabbed a couple stories in the comments of an article on Waverly Hills. The website's called Exemplor. Okay. Um, I've grabbed a few stories from Exemplor before in our cryptid episodes. All right. Cool, cool. So this one is from username CJ Sharp back in August 21st of 2018. It says, just visited Waverly and let me tell you, it's an experience not to miss. My mama was a patient while it was a TB hospital and she was among the few that survived. This is the only one that I came across of like a survivor. So he's like genetically linked to the place yeah okay there is so much activity the worst for me was the body shoot slash death tunnel we were on a guided tour so it was a little harder to get pics and such but you can definitely feel the vibes fourth floor was the best we stood in a group and stared at the end of the hall and shadow people were everywhere dating darting in and out of the rooms there was some sort of shadow being that came down the hall towards us and walked right into my daughter. Freaked me out. She is fine, by the way. There is a two-hour, a six-hour, and a daytime tour. We did the two-hour. Six-hour is free roam with any equipment you might want to take. We are already planning our return to both, and like to both, the daytime and the six-hour. FYI, the place is eventually going to become... A hotel. No. I don't know. Well, we we might have to take a trip up there to see it before it does that. Another one from the same article on Exemplar was from a guy named Jeremy Jones on August 9th, 2018. Says, quote, we went a few years ago and the four of us saw a light at the bottom of the death tunnel. We shut off our lights and stood there. <laughs> Light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> we stood there as lo- as the light got within about 15 feet of us before a buddy flipped his light on. Nothing there, of course. But he shut it off again, and the light was all the way back at the bottom again. Several other unexplainables throughout the night. Even if you don't believe in the paranormal, which you will by the time you leave... The building is such an awesome piece of history. It's so well worth the time and money. That's really was like my biggest draw to this story is the history behind it. Oh, yeah. Because it is such a dark chapter in American history was sanatoriums. That's why I love the Sorrel Weed House out in Savannah. We'll, it's, co- it's we'll have hist- to cover that eventually. She's not as dark and twisty as Waverly Hills or Penhurst or anything like that. But I do love her. Well, Savannah's probably one of the most haunted cities in the United States. I love her. 
I would say it's right up there with like uh, St. Augustine and I love New Orleans. Never been to New Orleans. Supposed to go this year. Mm-hmm. It's great. We'll have to go sometime. I would love to. So I took a deep dive into Reddit. Oh, God. I know. I know. But. So we're hitting our creepy pasta area of the story. No, I found a, a paranormal investigator who investigated with a team at Waverly. Okay. Her username was GX Damn Batgirl. Sounds off credible. To a great start. Very credible. I don't know. Uh. She visited Waverly Hills back in July of 2012 and brought three other investigators with her, Eric, Tommy, and Debbie. She talks about the entire investigation they did, like, in detail. It's a long one. So I'm going to, I'm just going to pick the good ones. She wrote, quote, this was the only place I've ever investigated that made me uneasy enough to want to leave. But the sensation only came over me when my team and I entered the fifth floor. So they go on to do an EVP session. And one of the investigators said that they wouldn't, quote, judge her, the spirit, Mm -hmm. for what happened to her. And that it was safe for her to talk to them. And after a few moments of silence, they all with the SB7 spirit box, white noise. Mm -hmm. They heard what sounded like footsteps walking around them. Upon review, they could clearly hear four distinct footsteps made by a lady's heeled shoe on the linoleum left of the linoleum floor. They make their way back down to the first floor. Uh, Batgirl says that she makes her moves by where the energy is pulling her, which I understand. Into they w- They go into what was the electroshock therapy room. They decide to separate into each corner of the room. Apparently, it's really big. And do their own SB7 spirit box sessions. They started with basic introductory questions. The Batgirl said that they'd come a long way to speak with them, the spirits, and and said that they'd come from New York and asked if they knew where New York was. And they got a female voice saying North. Then the then she asked this female spirit if she could tell her the name of any one person on her team. And the same female voice comes through and says, Thomas, which Tommy. Then Batgirl says, quote, I'm hearing a female. Do we have a lady here? And what she got in response gave me full body chills. Three different dark voices came through in unison. Don't speak with her. Batgirl demanded that the dark voices let her speak with the female spirit again and that they had no right to keep her and to, quote, let her go. And they never got another response from that room. So they moved on. They go into the operating room and started another spirit box session. Tommy asked if there were any nurses there that could help them. And they got a they got a yes. So Batgirl asked if she should if she could come over to the doctor and let him know that you're here and that you're ready. The female voice said, here. Batgirl asked, how many patients do we have on the list? The female voice says, three. Batgirl thinks that the spirit of the nurse considered Eric as the doctor and the rest of them as the patients, which would be three. 
Tommy asked what the first step was, and the nurse, the nurse spirit said, "Quote, give him first aid." This is only like the SB seven like box. Nothing much else happened after this interaction, so the team headed back down to where they'd set up their HQ and started to pack up. The tour guide then asked them if they could go with him to lock the building up, and Batgirl took this chance to kind of not really, like, go off on her own, but kind of, like, hang back from the rest of them. Mm -hmm. And she heard the disembodied voice of a woman in, like, a full sentence. Like, she heard a full multi-word sentence and she thinks it was the nurse kind of like giving her her last tidbit like a farewell Mm -hmm. but she couldn't tell what the woman was saying and she wasn't recording because she wasn't expecting to hear anything obviously and then there was a comment from a deleted account on the thread of her like story it says, when I was stationed back at Fort Knox, I went here with a group of friends. The fourth floor, I believe, where the shadow children play. I was walking with the group and stopped to check my phone. I felt a little shove from behind, thinking it was someone from my group. I turned around to see who it was. Well, there was no one there. And no one within 10 feet of me. Pretty cool place. That was it. That is a... Uh... Some wild shit. Mm-hmm. You really did deep dive that shit, didn't you? I went to Reddit. Mm. Which was a rabbit hole in itself. <laughs> it always is. Yes. But yeah, what it all right, so what do you ladies think? Waverly. Super haunted? Yes. Not so haunted. I think it's hella haunted. I think there's a combination of very intelligent spirits that are stuck there. Kind of what you were talking about, how it's like a place where once you're there, you're in purgatory and you are going to stay there. There's nowhere else for you to go. Yeah. Um, I also think that's a really big hot spot where a lot of darker entities could definitely live. They could definitely be They've got lots of shit it. to feed off of. And yeah. especially, it's probably like a fucking buffet for them. They've got all these fucking spirits to live off of. And then guess what? All these fucking humans coming to visit. Fucking white people. Fucking white people. Yeah. And we're all white. We are, we are, the, white we are the white people. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know if I could do an overnight, but I would, I would try it. What? You wouldn't sleep there overnight? With mm. You were giving me shit earlier for being like, mm. I don't know about that. Oh, as, as the mighty fall, I'd be the only one that would want to. Be, I would just be asleep. You guys would be dealing with the fucking ghosts and shit. They would just be like, Christian. I, I, I keep thinking of the movie Grave Encounters. Oh, God. Where uh, the asylum traps the ghost hunters inside and kills them off one by one. Yeah. I didn't think about It's like a time dilation to where time doesn't run the same way as it. Like 13 else. ghosts. I would just sleep through No, it. it's great. I highly recommend uh, Grave Encounters. Clearly Sam knows and Eric knows. I would just sleep through it. Yeah. Christian there. would be like snuggled up in her little cot. Just happy <laughs> as a pig and slot. Yeah. Eric and Sam were getting murked by fucking demons and ghosts and scared throughout the halls. And I'm just asleep. I got a I don't know. demon I don't really tearing its way out of my asshole. Is that what you say? You have to poop? I mean, I might after Tiny Taco. Asunder. You know, I have that same feeling after I go eat Taco Bell. Ugh. You I freaking love Taco Bell. I can't. Your asshole doesn't, I'm sure. No, I'm pretty good. That's- you know what does fuck with my stomach? Sonic breakfast. 
I don't even know that. I don't even think I even fuck with their breakfast that hard. I'll do their burritos, but that's about it. The ultimate meat and cheese burrito. Out. It's like a clean sweep. Mm. Well, now we know what keeps Sam regular. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for listening <laughs> to Creeps in the Crypt as we kick off uh, spooky, spooky season. season. Uh, Christian, if you would be so kind as to drop our socials. We are so excited to start this journey with you guys into another year, into another spooky season. So if you want to stay up to date with what episodes that we're going to be covering this season, make sure you guys are following us on the socials, the Facebook, the Instagram, the TikTok, all the good stuff. Please Interact sure, with us. Please make yeah. sure you guys are, keep your da- auto downloads on. Um, just as a word of advice, they do shut off. I actually went and looked. Um, one of our podcasts, like, like that follow... With Eric, uh, what is it? Oh my God, I'm literally having a blank right now. Last uh, podcast on the left. Yeah. And then our own drops off as auto download. So I had to go redo, set that up. So please make sure you guys are checking those and that you have your auto downloads on. And leave us a review. We'd appreciate it. Yes. And get ready to stay creepy. Yeah, always. Always stay creepy, guys. And make sure you, if you like the show, leave us a review. Uh, Spotify does reviews now. Apple Podcast does reviews. Whatever platform you listen to us on, if they allow reviews, leave us a review. It really helps out. It uh, lets us know what you guys like, what you guys aren't liking, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and interact with us on the Instagram. That's your best way to get in touch with me is Instagram. Because I run that page, so I'm on it every day. But with, thank you guys again, and we will see you next Friday. And stay creepy.